Hello, adventurers. I want to take a moment to tell you that all our content can now be found uninterrupted and commercial-free on Apollo Plus. Apollo Plus is a subscription-based service that enhances your audio fiction experience with ad-free access to your favorite shows and exclusive content, while at the same time supporting us all as creators to keep bringing you quality content. Please take a moment to check out Apollo Plus at apollopods.com or download the app in your Google or Apple app stores. Again, that's Apollo Plus, your new home for quality audio fiction. Dawn of Dragons, Season 1, Episode 4. Her hands broke the crystal-like surface of the cold forest stream. The smell of the meadow flowers mixed with aspen and birch sweetly. She smiled, thinking of her friend's stories of how the forest calmed her and set her spirit free. She blinked a tear away gently, knowing Elaviv was gone, her spirit free, hopefully, in her beloved forest. She took a deep breath, bringing the icy water to splash gently about her face. She imagined the battle being washed away as well in her mind. She drew breath and counted, and remembered. The hard branch Cardlin used to train with struck her across the thigh, dropping young Sophie to her knees. Ow! She said through clenched teeth angrily. Now count, Sophie. Count until you're calm. Carlin, being seventeen, towered over her. Her raven-black hair cascaded about her shoulders. Icy blue eyes stared at her with no emotion. The eyes of a killer. The eyes of her sister. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Sophie panted for air between breaths shortly, her anger holding her in its grip. Slower. You must breathe to fight. Every breath should give you more power. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. She could feel the air in her lungs and the power it brought. Her blood slowed, feeling rich and full. She stood up, and her sister smiled wryly. Good. Sophie? Zane's voice snapped her back to reality. What? Sophie was short in her response, sounding agitated. It's just, I, I wanted to tell you. What? That you've been alive this whole time? That you're sorry you abandoned us? That you abandoned me? No. Sophie, Zane drew in a deep breath. I wanted to tell you about what happened. Fine. Sophie glared at him. I'll listen. She sat hard on a fallen log, crossing her arms. Truth be told, she very much loved this familiar ghost of a man before her. His eyes and voice were all the same she remembered for the last ten years. The boys she thought dead, and they all thought dead, had returned. Now here they were, in the same place again. Was she still that same little girl he knew? What of him? Was he still who she remembered? Or was it like Elaviv's cookies, where they may have been better in memory than in reality? So now after escaping the town and camping last night in the dark forest, he wants to talk. Inside she was screaming for answers, but as Carlin had said, We win because we wait. Zane was staring off into the distance, where the forest opened up into a glade. 
The bird's soft chirping and the cries of the occasional hawk were soft on the ears, as the breeze was to the touch. I woke up on the back of a horse bouncing with my hands tied. The smell of the horse and the dried sweat and blood caked to my face was enough to make me sick. And by where I was at and the sight of the horse's leg, I already had. We had been riding way out to the west from the town I gathered. Despite my nose's damage, I began smelling something else. Muggy, like old dishwater. I could hear voices mumbling to each other. I... I don't remember much else. I was given to an old dwarf named Silas. Silas was rough and hateful. He'd smack you for breathing out of turn, let alone stepping out of line. He showed us smaller ones how to go deeper in those mines than the tall folk, as he called everyone else. We would slide those wooden trays in front of us, and we scurried on our bellies in the dark. God, Sophie, it was so dark. Blindly groping at the walls for ore to bring back to the smelter. Ore to make iron, and iron to make steel. Steel to make weapons. Weapons for his army. Over time, we grew accustomed to it a bit. Not like the elves or dwarves can see in the dark, but we could almost sense shapes in the dark. Feel the dark. Feel how close the walls were to us as we drug our trays in that endless dark. Anyways, I did this for a long time until one day... You! Boy! Get up, fetch my mug! I looked up to see a large ogre towering over me. His eyes were still adjusting to the light in the mineshaft junction where we brought back our collections. Boy! To be honest, I couldn't hear him very well. Being in those tunnels really makes you distant. Like you aren't a part of this world. I just kind of stared at him. I said, boy, fetch. I remember him hitting me across the cheek so hard stars danced across my squinting eyes. Zane was all I could mumble. What did you say to me? Zane. It felt so good to say I forgot about the pain. I hadn't heard my own name in so long. I, I knew I could die, but I didn't care. This big lunk of an ogre would say my name or I would die trying. My name is Zane. He grabbed me with one hand and threw me against the wall. I felt every jagged rock edge a dig into my back while the wind flew out of my lungs. He cursed as he walked to me, drawing a cracked leather blackjack from his belt. I sputtered on the ground, unable to move, and then I saw him. Back down, Sledge. The ogre stopped immediately, and from behind him appeared a tall man in black, tattered, tight-fitting clothes. A great club was strapped to his back, though, looking at the muscled arms hidden beneath the dark leather bracers and the blue-black cotton sheds, he didn't need it. His chest was protected by a dark set of charcoal chainmail with leather segments sporadically placed. It was his face. Zane paused for a moment, thinking. The smell of the trees was lost to him, and the running brook at his feet no longer captivated him. <sighs> Suddenly, Zane snapped back and cupped his face in his hands, taking a deep breath of air. He shuddered slightly. Sophie put her hand on his shoulder. He looked at her and smiled. It was his eyes. They were blood red. He had no face, well, none that we ever knew. See, there was the same black gauze covering the helmet he wore. The black horns, the only thing protruding out, curving down towards the front of the face like an angry bull. Sledge backed up, looking both disappointed and scared at the same time. Mm. 
You'll keep an eye on this one. Why wait, Maldros? I think Silas hobbled over, glaring at me. He's no good here. He walked over to me. Maybe your pits would be more suitable place for someone as irresponsible, lazy, and generally worthless. He jabbed me with the crooked stick he carried to drive the point of each word. Ah. Maldros sneered at me from behind that mask. Yes. Why wait, indeed? Hey! Zoran's voice shook Zane back to reality. He came up to them in a light jog. Are you two ready to hit the road? Sophie stood up and checked her sword's fit. Yeah, I think we are. Zane said briefly. Zoran nodded and walked back to where Cordelia was packing their small collection of shared supplies in a small backpack. Zane. Sophie began softly. I can only imagine what you've been through. I hope you understand if I'm... She paused. Truth be told, she never stopped loving him. Nor did she think she could. Little did she know he felt the same for her. It's okay. He smiled. I don't think we should jump back into where we were. He offered her a hug with a crooked smile she knew all too well. If she had any doubts this was really him, they were dispelled in that moment. Where we were? What, when we were ten? Let's just start here. We don't need to talk about then. She smiled and pulled back, looking into his eyes. Let's begin here and now. Will you stay with us now? Forever. Zane said with a smile. I never want to leave any of you again. <laughs> then come, let's go. Friends? For now, Zane Shieldheart. For now. Cordelia smiled at Benedict. It's good to hear her laugh again. Sure is. Benedict smiled at their happiness. It was like a dream come true. They were all back together again. They traveled for four days in the forest and meadows, trying to stay off the roads themselves in case sympathizers from Pallas's army might appear. On day three, they rounded a hillside and could see a small encampment of dark armored soldiers tucked back in a glade, as well with a red dragon feeding on some freshly slaughtered cattle. She was slightly smaller than Fury, and the beard of black horns wasn't nearly as full, Zane noted. Scouting party. He said to Zorn in a hushed tone. Zorn nodded in acknowledgement. Cordelia's face showed her curiosity. Zane smiled, remembering his cousin's fascination with dragons. A few hours later, once they were a safe distance away, he broke the numbing silence. Hey, Cordelia. Yeah, Zane? Do you see the beard on the dragon? She nodded. It's not as full as the one Pallas was riding. That means she's younger, not as powerful. He thought about what he said, and corrected. But still way too dangerous, though. Not even the mighty Benedict could take her down. Benedict shot him a warning eye that made Zane laugh. <laughs> Thanks, Zane. Real cute. There she is, gang. First port. They came out of the trees overlooking a rocky cliffside to the sprawling green valley below. The mid-afternoon sun to their back and right made the trees cast a cool shadow across themselves. <laughs> 
To their left, they could see the port city on the edge of the expansive sea, the salt air breathing into their lungs. Zorin clapped a grinning Zane on his back, who was in thought, chewing a small blade of grass. Smiling in return, he pointed at the docks, and they snickered at some private joke. Benedict was in awe. It's so green. No wonder they call this land Viridian. They all stood silent in that moment. The birds softly called from the trees. Drifting, they heard her voice on the breeze and could smell the elderflowers and honey that always accompanied Elaviv's graceful elven footsteps. She would have so loved to have seen this. I think she has, Benedict said. Then he smiled, placing a hand on Cordelia's shoulder. In fact, I think she's here with us now. And in that moment, Sophie closed her eyes and smiled too. Thank you for joining us for Dawn of Dragons. Follow us at dicetowertheater.podbean.com or dicetowertheater at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or WordPress. You can help support and keep this project free joining our Patreon program. You will earn rewards to enhance your experience while helping us to enhance this program for everyone. Sign up at patreon.com slash dice tower theater also you can donate at ko-fi.com slash dice tower theater or by simply sharing us with a friend stay with us as we continue the story coming soon <laughs>